The views and opinions expressed in this segment do not reflect the opinions or expressions of the university, its employees, or administrators. You are watching a master at work. Coming to you live from over the hump and on the bluff with the latest news, sports, entertainment, pop culture, and campus events. This is Jag Talk Podcast, powered by Southern University Office of Student Media. What's up? What's up? What's up? Hey, y'all. What's going on? You got Q the Celebrity here. Cece on the beat. And you know that's me. PT over here. <laughs> you got Evan here. You campus sports plug. <laughs> All right. So let's get into it. Let's get into yeah, it. Yeah. So, you know, it's Spring Fest week. You know, today's pretty Wednesday. So they got the best fits out. They got the best whatever. You Is know, it Spring Fest? Really? Is it really Spring Fest? Because we I, we put a poll on for Jag Talk asking the student body what they thought about Spring Fest from the past and the present. So we did a poll on Instagram and we got some responses back. It might not be what, exactly what y'all were looking for, but... They telling the truth. They said, um, it was mid. I don't know what that means. It was mid. mid. It was it like was wow. It was poo. It was regular. They said no concert and comedy show. It said someone said it could it could have been better, LOL, but it's cool for what it is. Someone else put a big thumbs down, double thumbs down. I heard I the Oxcord War uh, Oxcord Wars was supposed to be, you know, like the concert basically. It looked kind of like a concert on Imagine Instagram. Imagine you go to a concert and people got their phone plugged into the speaker and that's how they playing the music. That's not a concert. No <laughs> yeah. Man. So we have some call. We have a call in from one of our student body um, students trying to you know tell us how they feel about the Spring Fest events and all of the lineup that has been you know what presented. So we're gonna get this call in. Hello, how are you? How are you? What's your name? Can you state your name and your classification? My name is Trey Vornado and I'm a graduating senior. All right. So that means you've been here for um, 2017, 2018, maybe around that time when Spring Fest was like jumping before that, huh? Yes. 2018, yes. Yes. So what are your thoughts on like the 2019, 2020, you know, this Spring Fest that has happened after COVID? Um, I'm compared to when I arrived in 2018, like I was, I, so I was just arriving at Southern. I didn't know anybody and I was just, just knew me, like new, just a new person. So when I came, I met friends and like, I just got involved in like the activities and everything. Like I was... I signed up for the dorm step competition. Yeah. Um, I, like I participated in every event that we had back then. Um, and the people they made, it made me want to participate. Like it was more welcoming, like- And active, yeah. Act, yes, like it was, everybody was participating. Like it was fun. I definitely remember that step contest. It was actually really, really, really good. And they like, definitely have it in next year. Talent. I mean, next next week will be the step the dorm step competition. So the question will be like, what do you see the lineup? So there, there's a lineup for Spring Fest this semester. 
and it says that we won't have a concert or a you know a comedy show so what are you thinking about this like what difference do you see like you think it's whack like everyone else is saying or you think like you know they're trying the best they can I'm thinking it's a downgrade um like most people really like look up to like being able to be at a comedy show like being a student since we're you know like we're paying all this money um and there isn't being like I would understand a concert but like a comedy show or something like something more than what we have like we're having for sure like in 2017 Emmanuel Hudson his comedy that was hilarious like definitely he was really cracking the whole crowd up and he wasn't even really like offending people either and that was a big thing too yeah like it was it was fun like it was fun back then but it was definitely nice speaking with you. Um, we love the opinions of the students and we love to hear you guys' voices and what you guys think about campus events and everything else that is happening. Um, we want to be sure that everyone participates for this week and the remaining of the week as we you know, finish out strong and everything else. Yeah, we would like to remind exactly. everybody. Exactly. No matter how bad it may seem in everybody's you know eyes still participate still go out and have fun um but thank y'all for having me thank you for coming on and you know, expressing yourself thank you all righty y'all have a good day thank y'all you too thank you quick reminder for everybody that we still have wednesday thursday friday and saturday spring fest activities but pretty wednesday going down at 12 noon today yeah, show your best fit. Show your best fit off. This ain't night. my best. It <laughs> <laughs> really don't feel like working. spring fest. Oh, she yeah. working. So speaking of spring fest and speaking of things that are delicious, y'all hungry? Am I? Are you hungry? I, are we? Are you hungry? I am. What kind of food you got? Uh, Waffle House, actually. Oh, you know, that's a good late night snack. Anyways, food, you know, aside, you know, a little bit left on the plate. We still have four days left of Spring Fest with a pretty Wednesday going down today at 12 p.m. and a silent night party, pajama silent night party specifically, going Ooh. down tonight in the stadium parking lot. Also oh God, on I'm Thursday, we have a t-shirt giveaway in the union at 12 noon, followed by a student choice awards, coupled with Southern's Got Talent in the event center at 7, p- at 7 p.m. And the, the attire for that is cocktail. I cannot stress that enough. It is cocktail attire. Cocktail, like heels and cocktail dress, like Kim Kardashian. Absolutely. Why would Kim Kardashian be your, your go-to <laughs> example? I'm not gonna be wearing cocktail because the Kappa Luau is right after that. Like, girl, I'm gotta, gonna wear some girl, shorts. I'm gonna wear some shorts at the top. And what you gonna do? Turn me around? Hmm. Look, interesting. You're not wearing cocktail, okay? And you don't have any breathments. Now we're all upset. <laughs> we're all upset. Choices, choices, choices. All right. <laughs> Friday, we have the Zodico Fest. Oh, Bayberry Lawn at 12 noon. Hey, I need to learn some Zydeco. To cap off Friday. Oh, yeah, you are from California. <laughs> okay. Well, Q, you know, you ain't going to have my back. You know, you're from the West no, Coast. No, you know, Zydeco, Zydeco music. Okay, look, I work in a club. When I hear Zydeco music, it means it's time to go. Wrap it up. That's me. Uh, that's all I aso- associate Zydeco with. It's time to go. It's okay. church music to me. I don't know. Not church music. <laughs> and then following. Oh, shoot. Now we keep cutting Evan off. <laughs> no, we good. We good. Following the Zydeco Fest, we have the movie night on the bluff. Also on Mayberry Lawn. That's at 7 o'clock. What movie they showing? 
We will find out when we it's get there. It's gonna be boring. Right. Watch, y'all gonna end up watching GI Joe. I'm gonna sit through that though. But, but I'm gonna keep it high. I really wish they would stop doing events outside because I told y'all I really do have a phobia of bugs. I just can't. Oh, I can't work with it. And then this heat, the heat is coming now. The humidity too. I'll be like 80 degrees. And then to cap off the entire Spring Fest week, we have the Spring Game in AW Mumford at three o'clock. Oh yeah! So please, please come out and support and see April what we 9th, have. April 9th, y'all, and it's free, like free admission for everybody too. So bring your people, bring your grandma, bring uh, your don't daddy. bring your grandma. She Speaking might. Speaking of coming out, did you guys go to that LSU Family Feud thing? You know, against oh, us. Oh lord, there's a lot of controversy behind that one. On the the thing that but, happened on Twitter. Before we get to that, the the event went real well. You know, it was packed. Um, it was nice vibes with them. Um, after the event, that's when all the backlash happened. Uh, a student had reportedly said, you know, called us jigaboos and monkeys. And then the crazy thing is that student is black. Y'all, part of the black we got to stop. Like that it is it's kind of funny though. It is. Like I know it's ironic, but this we're living in an SNL skit. Cause ain't no way. But honestly, if you think about it, like I had to look into the fact that there's some there is some, you know, black students that are uncultured in ways that they don't know that the slang that we use is certain slang because that is, you know, it's a common it's a common understanding of using a certain word. But when it comes to them being uncultured in certain areas, using jigaboo may they may think it's the same you know slang as what we use when we you know what's up ma and but that, no it's not though we but all know jigaboo we is all offensive. know it's not we all know it's offensive because we are cultured but we're at a culture school of that like i just feel like you don't maybe it's just me but i don't disrespect black people in front of a place where yes. it's supposed to be exactly. for white people public, i'm not yeah, ever gonna setting. do that like i would never we don't trash house in front of you know we don't we don't bash family in front of company that's how that's just not how i operate yeah, LSU black student was saying we shouldn't be fighting each other because we're fighting the same system and we're all putting African-Americans on a job application. It doesn't matter what school you go to. And they feel that us HBCU students kind of judge them as if they're whitewashed because they go to a PWI. But they don't even realize that we have some whitewashed students at, at this HBCU as yeah, well. We come lot. from the same background as most of them have. Like my first choice was LSU, but when I feel, realized the culture and you know the legacy that was held here for my family I came here because I wanted to continue that it wasn't to you know bash anybody to saying yeah. oh my god you're and whitewashed a lot of them feel like you can't love you without hating them and that's my main thing like I got HBCU pride for real like, I love my HBCU I love other HBCUs don't mean that I hate PWIs it's just not where I chose to be at we're not trying to down talk them we just wish they could see how more loved you know they would be by yeah. going to an HBCU or really just recognize some of the privilege that you do have by going to a PWI you do have better resources so when yeah. they be like oh well you're not gonna get a job uh, you're getting it through Netflix. no they they saying we equal but you know if going to a PWI your application gonna be like looked at higher because you know because of the school that you go to but at the end of the day like we don't have the same resources. We don't have the same funding. We but don't. We have still the end same... up in the same rooms yeah, with the same job, getting paid the same salary. So I don't really see no problem. So speaking of Family Feud, we had a little in-house beef. Wow. <laughs> with the mass comm department. So within the past month. Uh, a lot of the students had met with the entire mass comm department and the Dean of College of Humanities, Dr. Bryant. Students discussed their problems within the department and new things that they would like to see going forward. 
Dr. Bryant has assured us that she would not, um, that she would uh, come, cause if she could, she would help us and make a change. But none of our teachers were present at this meeting. So it kind of did fall on deaf ears, but we invited the teachers of the mass comm department to the podcast to speak on this matter. But we only got a reply from the head of the department, Dr. Brema, and he has declined to participate. However, we do um, send our regards to him. We do have a mass comm student who volunteered to speak with us about her mass comm experience, but this person will remain anonymous for journalistic purposes. So let's get into it. How you doing? I'm fighting for my life <laughs> in this department. Yeah, we feel you. It is very tragic. You know what I'm saying? It's very unfortunate what has been allowed to happen in this department and continue to occur in this department. It's getting to the point where the issues that we are having are so reoccurring that it's almost generational. There are alumni that are speaking, you know, from their experiences when they were here in 2010, saying, oh, this professor is still doing this. Oh, this professor is still doing that. What's going on? Like, they're still here? Shouldn't be like that. I, I, I think that when it comes to um, MassCom, a lot of the students have a very strong opinion about some of the professors. What specifically about professors, the way they run their classrooms is like the main thing that y'all are, you know, so upset about? Well, from a lot of the experiences that like I have personally witnessed and other students can attest to is just the fact that um, the best way to put it is that some of these teachers, it seems like they have kind of like a personal vendetta or not even necessarily sometimes a personal vendetta, but it's just like a certain level of animosity that they have, um, whether it's towards the class in general, some specific students, it's a mix, honestly, but it's very unprofessional and inappropriate. So what changes do you actually want to see? We need new professors. We need new resources. The whole department is honestly falling apart. We are in a hallway. We use the same two, three classrooms for all classes in the department, and we could have a whole floor. And on top of that, I think that a lot of like my I am a mass comm student as well. I do think that they really need to update the curriculum because now Absolutely. that I'm getting like new jobs and stuff like that, um, you know, I'm getting new jobs. I'm interviewing for stuff. They want you to have CMS experience, which is content management system experience. Mm -hmm. They want you to have project management system like experience on the side. They want you to have um, they want you to have all types of experience with new tech that stuff. we don't like, have. SEO is something that we shouldn't have to learn about in the real world because it's hard to learn by yourself. Like Dr. Stevens, I feel with her class, the composite reporting, she could work SEO in there so well, especially because we talk about keywords. But that's if she SEO. wanted to teach for real. Well, <laughs> well, um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, that's something that's, that's something that I feel like we really need to work on. And right now it, it just feels like we can't really, when are we gonna see these changes? Cause everybody talks about them, but I'm gonna be 40 by the time somebody's like, oh yeah, well, you know, this professor is gone, you know, and it they got new professors. Like it's just gonna be so long from now. And I don't know, I have definitely some friends who were here and were mass comm majors and they were mass comm majors in like 2013, 2012, 2009. And they're like, oh, well, you know, I mean, I had Dr. Fuller and I had I had Dr. Ramos and I did I had all these uh, professors. And when they tell me their experiences, it's disheartening because, like you said, it is generational. Why do we all experience the same thing? And nobody said nothing up until 2022. 
I I don't agree with that um, because I feel like people have been saying something, but it hasn't been taken seriously until now. And I even feel like with this meeting that we had recently, it wasn't even taken seriously because Dean Bryant, all she did the whole meeting was say, I can't, I can't, I can't. So what can you do? Because you're not protecting the students. You're letting these teachers run class however they want and antagonize and harass students. And what are we going to do? Like, what protection do we have? So main, so mainly it's about protection of your students. It's about a certain level of professionalism. And it's also about, honestly, in my opinion, giving students grace and having yes. some empathy. Yes. You know, people, the college is hard, not just because of the grades, not just because of school. So I really don't like how some of um, the mass comm department will, they, they want you to put school above everything else, but sometimes in life you can't do that. Correct. And then like, I understand um, because in some aspects, you know, to be in the world of mass communications, to be a journalist or not even a journalist, to be like a mass media person in general, you know, it's one of those fields where it's just like, you have to be on go. Like life doesn't stop. I understand that, but we're not at that point yet. And that's where I feel like the disconnect is between like students and professors because they expect us to be like, oh, well, you're a journalist, get over it, get up, go now. And I'm like. Yeah, no. and people always say, oh, tough love is necessary. But in my opinion, you're, the, the world is tough enough. We should be building the confidence of mass comm students by teaching them, making them feel like they know exactly what it is. And when they walk into the real world, they have all that confidence. Maybe someone else will break it down, but at least you built it up. See, but like, I wish it was even like, I can't even consider what's happening in this department tough love. Can't even consider it that. Because the amount of stuff that I have heard from my peers and that's happened to myself, there's no way that this is like coming from a perspective of, oh, well, I love you, but we need to push you. Like, no, definitely not. Well, I just wanted to say thank you so much for um, coming on the podcast. And I know it takes a lot of courage to talk about some such a controversial issue about something that could really like genuinely affect you. So I do want to say thank you for coming. And uh, yeah, welcome. And I really do me. wish you good luck. Thank you. Thank you. I need it. Hello, Jaguar Nation. It's time for Destination Complete Registration. Our summer and fall 2022 registration is here. Priority registration begins April 7th. On the road to completing registration, don't forget you must complete your FAFSA, connect with an advisor for course scheduling, accept your fees, terms, and conditions, and make sure you go back to your account summary and banner for your current term to click complete enrollment. When you see the green you've completed enrollment message, you have completed the registration process successfully. All students with zero to 30 hours are still required to register with your university college advisor. Visit TH Harris Hall Annex Room 214 for more information on summer fall registration. Our priority registration includes Navy ROTC, band, athletes, and students with zero to 30 credit hours. Let's go Jags! Are you an SU student looking to move off campus? Well, Light may just be the place for you. With affordable pricing and luxurious amenities, they even have a pool with outside seating area, computer lab, elevators, and game room slash clubhouse. Rates starting only at $4.55. So join them and sign now for the best rates coming this fall. Go to alight-badenruich.com. Your luxury stay is just a click away.
Hey everybody, we're back with some more campus sports for you guys this week. We actually have a very packed weekend full of different events going on. On Friday, we have softball at home at 5 o'clock. Please go out and support them. They're trying their very best, and also their coach is doing really well. Also, we have tennis at home at 10 a.m. this Saturday, which is very rare, so please also support them. And all of this is leading up to the spring football game, also at Saturday at 3 o'clock. Please check out the Digest this week. We have multiple different stories in the sports section that you would be more, more than, than interested in. So please keep a lot here with sports with me and the rest of the Southern Digest. Your local Domino's is looking for people with that extra ingredient. Turn up the volume every time you agree. Are you hardworking? A team player? Want a fun place to work with flexible hours? If you can hear this loud and clear, then you might have that extra ingredient Domino's is looking for. For details and to apply, visit jobs.domino's.com today. Most Domino's stores are owned and operated by independent franchisees rather than Domino's Pizza LLC. Each franchisee is a separate and distinct company from Domino's Pizza LLC. All hiring and other employment decisions in the franchise store are made solely by the franchisee and not Domino's Pizza LLC. Do you crave sweets early in the morning? Or do you love cost-effective meals that will always hit the right spots? Well, Mr. Baker's Man is the perfect place for you. Opening at 5 a.m. and closing at 5 p.m., all your food needs can be satisfied. From smothered pork chops, crawfish etouffee, pound cakes, brownies, and many more. So be sure to stop by 8475 Sarah Parkway, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70807 for more tasty treats and meals. Did y'all hear that Lee Daniels has just apologized to Monique after 13 years of a feud? Finally. Y'all, y'all just don't know. Lee Daniels is behind that, you know, the iconic movie Precious. You know, when she be throwing a girl down the stairs and she had like two, Ooh, two, two different babies. I, Precious is one of those movies you watch once and never again. It, not on purpose, at least. That is so sad, the whole movie itself. Yeah, it's not supposed to be funny, but Monique was eating her up with how she was talking to that girl. They said that she reconciled with Daniels, um, you know, after the movie, after years of the movie happening, because they were trying to, I guess it made her look a certain way, and it made her look bad, but they were, she was the replacement of another actor that didn't want to be in that, you know, that role. Um, when it came down to it, he came on the stage and they were together and he said, I'm so sorry for hurting you in, in any way that I did. He said, according, according to the video that was posted on Twitter, he was saying that she was my best friend. Um, and he continued saying, my best friend, y'all think that Precious was just, that was just God working through us. And we, and we gonna effing do it again. I love you. I love you. I love you. This so I would say, okay, I don't know. If somebody wronged me 13 years ago and then went to apologize, I'm not I'm not saying I'm a vengeful person, but my grudges, I don't know. I don't have many, but if you don't uh, say sorry within why does it take you 13 years to apologize to me? What were you waiting for? I like, think they just people be I feel like when I get into arguments or I'm, you know, feuding with somebody, I try to, you know, give it maybe like a week. To like cool over, 13 years? but thirteen years—that's a little—that's a little too long. I don't think he really blacklisted her, despite how she acted in that role. She actually had won an Oscar for it. Um, I think what Lee did say that she was difficult to work with. So then that made people. But why would you say that wanna, about your best friend? I know but that honestly, is that was fake. Yeah. Honestly, Octavia Spencer was supposed to be playing Precious's mother, and she oh, decided she not didn't. to. So then it, Monique, he asked Monique to come in and be, you know, you Precious's mother. You have to be mom. careful what type of roles you do. Exactly because. 
because you will forever be labeled as that. Like the, the guy from Everybody Hates Chris will always be Chris to me. Like that's not, it's not like these actors can't embody roles, but sometimes they embody them so well, it makes it hard to separate them from the character. Like Charles from the Medea movies. I'm always going to think you Charles. <laughs> and then the, the man who was beating his wife, he always going to look like a woman beater to me in every movie. I don't trust you. Like, that's exactly how I feel. And basically, she was telling a reporter, um, a Hollywood reporter in 2015, that she was blackballed. Like, I know how I feel. She also felt like Tyler like, Perry and Oprah, they all just, you know, left her side and did her own. And her response was, I got a phone call from Lee Daniels, and he said to me, Monique, you've been blackballed. She told the mag. that's what she told the magazine. And she continued and said, and I said, I've been blackballed. Why have I been blackballed? And he continued, he said, because you didn't play the game. What game is there to play? Like, what does that even mean? What, what game is there to play? I, I feel like us being in a mass comm department or in the mass comm major, we have to always, I guess, struggle or either fight either the, the opposite side or ourselves or, you know, our own people. And it's always a struggle. It's always been like, you know, a fight and it's an unfair fight. But that wraps back to what I said when I said I don't believe in trashing family in front of, you know, yeah, company. company. You made Monique, who is also a black woman in a very, very colorist driven industry that she's had to fight for a lot. She's had to work very hard and yes. to not be seen. And, and she has been typecasted like loud, ghetto, rude, mean. Like that's usually what she fits in, even in the Parkers. She's this like man crazy woman and she's super loud. And I just wish that Monique could take on more you know, what was that movie called? Um, more more reserved yeah. roles. Or I don't think the, she should have to change because Jennifer Lewis, you know, if you know her, like she typically plays the same role all of the time and we love her for that. Like we love her, role, her personality. Role. Even I know role. she always talking mess like as a mother or being but a shady person. Like she's auntie, like, we can but it's all funny at the that, same time. You know? Just like Monique is funny. But I'm glad her and Lee Daniels were able to, you know, get back friends because we're kind of tired of talking about this us as black people need to stick together but yeah. black people you know the celebrities they've been making us proud or whatever um the grammys was just this past sunday did y'all watch that yeah yes. I did. yeah we so, did um trevor noah he joked about keeping people's name out their mouths in reference to you know will smith at the oscars and you know, that whole slapping situation with chris rock a bunch of artists that won um i had i never heard of them like but Nas performed some of his classics. Justin Bieber performed, performed Peaches. Her, she, you know, looked like a rock star on stage. Then Doja Cat and SZA, they won Best Pop Duo or Group Performance. Doja ran from the bathroom, and SZA, she was even on crutches. Silk Sonic. She be lying. That girl be, be lying. lying. SZA be lying. There, Why there that girl said, she said, I don't watch TV. She had a whole flat screen TV in the back of her video. At her house. What you mean? What TV you, you need to buy? See, um, I, I think she got more hurt after the Grammys, like that she went back to the hospital or something. No, she used them crutches, and then did you see her shuffle her feet on the stage? I said, how you, how you using crutches? But I'm so them? happy. <laughs> Who I'm really happy for is Jasmine Sullivan. She's Definitely. finally getting the recognition Absolutely. that she deserves. Hotels was an amazing project. My favorite song on yes. she beautiful um, on it. I love the song she on it. Deserve it. It's the fact that this intro is good. But you know, the Hotels project, it was you know something like a good girl turned bad girl thing. Who she shared, her and other women shared their experiences and and you know kept it real about the mistakes they made in their twenties. Another group that made me proud was Silk Sonic, the super duo with Bruno Mars and Anderson. Oh Pat. my God, that Silk, that 
the they did a sweep that leave the door open. They won record of the year, song of the year, best R&B song, and tied with Jasmine Sullivan for best R&B performance. Man, I need that silk press. That was whoever it was did his hair. Oh my, oh my god. god, that thing was banging. Okay? It's just the fact that even the Will Smith thing didn't overshadow. It overshadowed the success of a bunch of people that we can, you know, that we should have been able to, you know, pay homage to, like we were just doing. Um, and to even bring up the fact that Jada didn't even back her husband up like girl that made me very but i don't think she said that to be honest like the daily mail is constantly reporting yes. things that are not true Some and why would stuff. why would like i had to think about it why would jada who owns a media company red dot media why on earth would she give a statement to any of these places before actually releasing her own statement and on she her said platform? that she was going to talk about it on red table talk so, so i don't the, believe we'll get the yeah, real on red yeah, table. i want to hear the real but and she's I guess, probably going to give her real opinion on that i guess they always like i said People always put black people in a position to always, you know, fight for their spots or fight for their, you know, reputation or their, you know, their their look or their face. And it's always been a way of trying to get your face or your your reputation out of the mud. Now, Will Smith, they're saying that that Chris Rock was, you know, the police was ready to help Chris Rock um, charge (laughs) or arrest Will Smith. And I'm like, oh, my God, like. It was, but Will Smith did it out of the fact that he knew what was going on with his wife. She had alopecia. She has alopecia. So to even talk about someone, you would go really, you would go ham about More somebody that has. has been released about that, though. Apparently, Jada declined Chris Rock in the early, um, I think it was like the early 90s or something like that. And wow. he held on to that. And then he's made jokes about it. He's done it at the 2016, the little uh, fundraiser thing. He was supposed to be doing the comedy there. Jada wasn't even talking. That's my main thing. Like, he will address Jada and she's not even talking. At the Oscars in 2016, he Sound like a sad reject. So it was really rejecting misogynoir, in my opinion. Like, it really was about, you know, you've been talking about my, my wife for forever and a half. So there's that. But speaking about talking about people and like you said, getting it out the mud, let's introduce some one of SU's hottest new artists Ooh. that we're so proud of. We're actually going to play a clip of his song. And also, this is a Sigma as well. So, you know, y'all need to congratulate him. Congratulations. From this line just, you know. Yeah. You see you dedicated. And everything you do, buddy. Baby, you dedicated. Dedicated. You dedicated. What's up, Jags? And you know that we are always doing a contest. So we are giving away College Boxes. College Boxes is a company that helps student on-campus students store their belongings off campus. So this is your chance to win. You're going to be at Pretty Wednesday this Wednesday with your flyest and your hottest fits. So make sure you take a picture and you DM it to the Southern U underscore OSM page. And we will be announcing those winners on the page tomorrow at 3 p.m. So make sure you all take your pictures, tag us. You know, we're going to post it on our stories and everyone will be able to get a vote and we will be giving you a college box. So we want to wrap this thing up and we want to tell you guys, thank you so much for listening to Jag Talk Podcast. I'm Sierra Lee, your podcast personnel. Thank you.